In today's show, it's time to look at the fantasy basketball waiver wire. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And make sure you are checking out your favorite team's Locked On show. We've got shows to cover every team. Simple as that. We're going to talk waiver wire, second show of the week. There will be a pregame show today at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, so make sure you're checking that out, brought to you by DraftStars. And if you do enjoy looking at my uh, Yahoo Best Bets articles, they go five days a week now, so I'm up from three. Thanks to everyone for um, for enjoying those and uh, getting Yahoo to get me to do those five days a week. So that is up and ready to go. Let's talk waiver wire. Bang. These are the most added players in, uh, in fantasy at the moment. Number one is Georgie Yang. And that is because Toby Harris has COVID and he will be out at least 10 days. Last game, it was Furkan Korkmaz who started, but it was Nyang who got the majority of the value. I don't think that that's necessarily going to be... I don't think that's necessarily going to be what it is every game. Corky will go up for like 20-some games. Nyang's not going to have that level of production, but I don't hate adding him. Yeah, I don't hate adding Korkmaz either. But he hasn't been added anywhere near as many times as what Yang has. So that's really interesting that people are really just basing that off one game. But you know, it could easily be 30 minutes Korkmaz, 22 minutes Yang next game with 20 points versus 8. Very, very simple. So both of those guys have to be options. Anthony Simons, one of the most added players as well because he's scoring at a really high rate. People get excited by that. And rightfully so. It is hard to find high-scoring players off the waiver wire. I think there is some um, volatility in what he does in terms of whether that's going to be able to stick. And then when it doesn't, what the hell else is he bringing? And then if that doesn't stick, then his minutes probably go down as well. So I do think that Simons can be could be added for sure, but just watch that. I really like, um, well, next two guys are, are both Clippers, but I really like adding Luke Kennard at the moment. Marcus Morris is out. Serge Ibaka is out. Eric Bledsoe sucks. Terrence Mann isn't playing particularly well. And Kennard is playing really well. He's shooting like high four, mid-40s from three. He's getting a lot more opportunities and getting a three-point specialist. Like, I'm not saying that he's a great ad, but if you're holding a, a Duncan Robinson or a Joe Harris, like those guys, Canard is in that mix. He's in that same mix as those guys, and he should be at least considered. Well, Batum, he's getting some minutes with Morris out. I wouldn't be particularly interested in adding him in a lot of spots, but he's okay. Malik Beasley with the injury to D'Angelo Russell. I do think it'll be Patrick Beverly who benefits the most there, but Beasley... And Edwards can, in a pinch, do some ball handling and run some point guard. Beasley has erroneously been listed as a point guard on fantasy sites. I don't know if he still is this year, but he has in many years in the past. So maybe that thinks, maybe people are getting confused and thinking that he is actually a point guard and he'll just step in, which he won't. 
But with Towns out there, Edwards handling a little bit, you know, Beasley will probably see an increased role, which is worth looking at. These last ones are the most added players on um, on Yahoo. The, the top ones I did there were the ones we look at using our advanced metric to try and filter out some of the noise. But the number one added player on Yahoo is... Now, I'm surprised that it took this long for people to add him. I, I don't know why that's the case. And majority of you listening will have Franz Wagner added. But he was added in an absolute ton of leagues, as he should have been weeks ago. So make sure he's uh, been added. Josh the Hitman Hart with Ingram. We don't know if he's going to play with um, Zion still out. Yeah, Hart is starting. Herb Jones is out now with a concussion. So Hart has some at least short-term value. Uh, Jay Sean Tate, he's been, yeah, the wild thing. He's been all over the place. He's been very wild with his up-and-down performances. Last game, there was no House or Gordon, and that did really help Tate. I would be fine with having him, but I don't think it's a significantly high priority. While Sfima Hiluk, um, pretty solid game last time out, it really only comes because Scotty Barnes is out, and once Barnes and Siakam return, there'll be no value in Mayluk. So he does have some real short-term streaming-type value. Let's look at some players who, again, are options to drop. This does not mean that they must be dropped. I'm not telling you to drop these players. I am never doing that in this situation, unless it's Davion Mitchell, then he shouldn't be rostered. But with these guys, actually, maybe some of these I am telling you to drop, but it's more like when you're looking like, hey, I've got to activate someone off the wire. Hey, I'm getting two people in in a two-for-one trade. Hey, I need to add this guy for streaming. Like, are these guys potentials to be dropped? Then yes. And let's start with the wiki Chris Boucher. If you can't get minutes when Barnes and Siakam are out, you're not getting minutes when they come back. He will probably get more than the eight minutes he got last game, but he's not pushing over 20. We all know the Nick Nurse situation with him and Nurse not particularly trusting him to play big minutes. There are too many bodies there. It's just not going to happen. And we'll stick with Toronto and go with the big sneeze, Precious Achua. There is... He's shithouse. He's just really bad. And we gave him the opportunity. Hey, he's a starting center. Maybe he puts up counting stats while being bad on the court, but he's not even doing that anymore. He's gone in 12s and 14-team leagues, I think. Vanderpants, Kevin Herter. I'm throwing him out there because he's still rostered in like 40-something percent of our advanced 12-team league metric. It's just too many, man. Like, he's not going to play 28 minutes. And he played 31 a night last year. We knew in the offseason there was no chance of that happening again. It's proven right. Now he's getting random rest days after playing 15 minutes. He shouldn't be on a 12, even a 14-team roster. Kelly Oubre Jr. Now, it's not as he's not as droppable as Boucher and Achua and as Herter. But with everyone healthy, I just don't think that Ubre maintains must-roster status. So you can have him, but he's not must-roster. Lonnie Walker, he's up and down for sure. Maybe Pirtle going out helps him in some weird way because you know, Thad Young has to play a little bit more at center. We'll talk about Pirtle in a little bit. Um, but I do think that Walker's value um, is not there long-term. And same with his teammate, Keldon Johnson. Again, short-term, you can hold these guys because of the Pirtle situation. But when you're when push comes to shove and you need someone to drop from a 12-team roster, you know, Johnson or, or, or Lonnie, uh, in fact, Walker, so I can play the noise. Hello! When you've got one of those guys, like they can be considered pretty expendable, I would say. Um, DeAndre Hunter, he's just not getting it going. Like Again, I would hold him over Calden and Lonnie and Ubre and all those other guys. In fact, I would hold him over everybody else on this list. But that doesn't mean that he can't be dropped. He's just not doing it. 
Derek Rose, rostered in too many leagues. He shouldn't be rostered in 12-teamers. And Grayson Allen, again, while the short term, while these guys are out, he provides okay streaming value. But when you're forward-looking, when you're, you're looking into what's happening in two weeks' time, is Grayson Allen going to be contributing in your best 12 players? Like, no, he's not. So if you need to make a move that might sacrifice a little bit short-term, yeah, Grayson can be one of those blokes who you, um, who you do move on from. We all know that basketball is back, which is awesome. Football is rolling. And the best place to place all of your action for football, basketball, and other sports is at Bet Online. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile site and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON. From basketball, football, NHL, UFC, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers they have for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. There's so many makes and models of cars these days, it's impossible for a local chain auto parts store to stock everything. And then when you've got to go there, you've got to line up behind the counter, talk to the guy, field often intimidating questions just to get the parts that you need, and you've got to pay more money for it. What the hell? That's just useless. You've got computers in your phone or on your phone. Yeah, your phone's a computer. You've got computers at home. You can access rockauto.com and find all of those parts for your car. Why would you spend 30, 50, 70, 100% more for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com, an online family business serving do-it-yourself was for over 20 years. Whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet, Rock Auto has everything you need from your daily driver to your classic car. So check out their expansive catalog at rockauto.com. Find all the parts you need for your car or truck. And in their How Did You Hear About Us box, right locked on so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Come. Let's look at some must roster players. These are guys who either on Yahoo or on ESPN are listed at under 70% rostered when I did this list a few hours ago. Maybe that's changed. They should not be on any waiver wire. Mo Bumba. One, two, three, four, five. Josh, why don't you play the Sheck Wes song, Mo Bumba? Kids, cover your ears. Because it fucking sucks. It's dreadful. And it's not even dreadful in a, I'm laughing at this way. It is just a bad song, so that will never come across this show. Ever. Oh, but he says Mo Bamba. Okay, cool. All right. Um, Mo Bamba should be rostered in every league. I don't know what happens when Isaac returns. i got no idea, but I don't care. Let's deal with Mo Bamba. Let's make sure he's rostered in every, literally every single league. And then we figure it out later on. Alperen Sengun started for the first time yesterday. It wasn't particularly great, but it is only a matter of time before he is a permanent starter who is playing 27 minutes a night, I would guess. So it's one of those ones where, look, if we get to Christmas and it's still not happening, even if we get to like the middle of, say, the 15th of December in six weeks' time, it's still not happening, they're like, oh, well, you, well, I think we've got to move on, right? Like they've had ample time to do this. But for now, you just have to take some hits, and his outside steal rate has no chance of sticking. He was a good steals guy in Turkey, though. But you just got to hold him, and you got to hold him, and you just got to hold him. Kelly Olynyk should be rostered in every league. I know it's frustrating dealing with Dwayne Casey. God, I've been dealing with Dwayne Casey in fantasy for eight years. It's annoying to deal with him. Olynyk is a guy that, you know, working that rotation, the 18 trail Isles minutes, they should evaporate into thin air. They should be pruned from the sacred timeline. Shout out up there. They shouldn't be around. So we have that hole back with Dwayne, but Linux should be on a roster. Norman Powell isn't on every roster. 
Now, I have my issues with Powell at times in terms of his fantasy value, but he shouldn't be sitting on any waiver wire. He's a top 100 guy. Josh Giddy as well. These surely are all inactive leagues. Giddy has to be rostered. I think Alex Caruso has to be rostered as well. That's mainly... Now, in points leagues, probably not for Caruso. That's mainly for category leagues, and he steals, but he's getting some okay assists. He's blocking some shots. There's going to be deficiency in his, in his game, but he should be rostered. Ravishing Rick Rubio. Even more so now with um, uh, Larry Markkinen out and Isaac Okoro out. Rubio should be rostered. His assists and steals, steals alone. His usage is up this year also. The pair of Grizzlies, the Wavepool, De'Anthony Melton and Desmond Bain. The number one question, number two question I'm getting asked. Okay, let's try again. Top three questions since the start of fantasy draft season. Who do I take at number one or who do I take my first round pick? All right. Is Moses Brown going to play 20 minutes? Question number two. And then since the season started, Melton or Bain? The answer is both. Or, and then my fourth most common question, who's going to get hurt the most when Dylan Brooks returns? And the answer is, I don't know. I would say that Melton loses more minutes, but he's got a more diverse game. But there are ways that these guys can stay at 27 minutes each, Brooks, Bain, and Melton, while eliminating John Conchar minutes or Zaire Williams' spud minutes. Like it's easy, it can easily happen. So you make sure they're both rostered. And then we see what happens when Brooks comes back. Because I can't give you a definitive answer on that. I might as well flip a coin and say, tell one person Bane, one person Melton. I think it will be Bane that hurts a little bit more. Because he doesn't have the categorical diversity that Melton does. But I don't know. And then Chris Duarte, he's still not rostered in enough leagues. I think he starts next to Levert and Brogdon. I don't know what the hell happens when um, TJ Warren, you know, um, reappears. But, mate, that might be in 2025 for all I know. So I wouldn't worry uh, too much about that one. Let's look at some upside grab type players. I think KJ Martin. Now, I don't know how it's going to happen because finding the minutes in that rotation with Ty Shingoon, Wood, Tate, House, Gordon. It's hard to find 25 minutes for Martin, but they need to find 25 minutes for Martin. We saw at the end of last year, playing 30 minutes a night, he was a must-roster fantasy player. He's an upside grab type. Just keep an eye on him. Um, Josh Hart I talked about already. Luke Kanata talked about already. Cam Reddish, he is playing at a 12-team league level at the moment. I don't necessarily think that it 100% continues. And I think there is going to be, I reckon, pretty hard regression on his field goal numbers. But he is someone to hold. Because I, I do think if he pushes into a 30-minute role and they replace Hunter or they switch their minutes around, that really helps stabilize Reddish. But what he's doing in 24 minutes feels like it could really burst. But if he gets to 30 minutes, then that's where the value is. Larry Nance Jr., you know, he's a guy that last year played 31 minutes a night and was really good in fantasy. And he does it in the hidden stats, in, in, the, sh- in the smallies, in, in the, the steals and blocks and rebounds, and he gets some out-of-position assists and all that sort of stuff. And it doesn't really come across all that well. And he's getting under 20 minutes a night, which is unsustainably... Uh, well, it's unsustainable to hold him on a roster with that number. But if you are in a stashable position, you're in a games cap roto format, you're in a weekly league, you've got an extended bench, Robert Covington's struggling. Don't be shocked if at some point Covington gets hurt or replaced by Nance. Now, if you are in a desperate need for immediate production, Nance's immediate production indicates that he has to get dropped because he's not playing enough. But there is an opportunity to stash him. Malik Beasley, we talked about already. I like Patrick Beverly. 
He's getting enough value as is, and now D'Angelo Russell's out. So there is a real spike in value can come from Pat. And then Anthony Simons, we've spoken about already, who is a little bit of uh, a little bit of an upside grab, although there is room for that to uh, that bubble to burst as well. Unfortunately, this show is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. We all have memories of McDonald's. You know where your local Macca's is. And you remember as a kid going for birthday parties, going after sport, you know, your parents would reward you for a good performance or, you know, if you were shit at sport, maybe for just a consolation Macca's lunch, whatever it was. Macca's was always there for you. You can go there with your study group for their free Wi-Fi. You take your kids for birthday parties. So why don't you go to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect? I'm loving it. Let's look at some other names that people are going to talk about. Haven't done this one for a while, Blunty. James Wiseman's going to be back in a few weeks. And no, I do not think he's a 12-team league ad. Do I think the Warriors will start him? Maybe. I wouldn't say that it's a guarantee. Will he play 30 minutes? Almost absolutely no shot. Is he going to be good? Well, I'll say no at this point, but now he could obviously improve. But there's just so many things pointing against it. Minutes goodness, role, that I don't have faith in it. I'll watch it really closely because he comes in, plays 27 minutes a night, has better shot selection and you know, learns how to pass and you know, the percentages are fine. Say he comes out and gives a uh, 14 and 8, his two blocks, two threes and good percentages. You know, that's a clear must add. But he might come in and play 15 minutes and have six and four. So he's not a must roster. There's no, it's not an absolute guarantee that he gets big minutes. Ken Birch is one to watch. Um, I think that yeah, by the time you listen to this, he might have started today's game for the Raptors. He probably does need like 32 minutes a night to be 12-team relevant, and he's not going to get that. He might get it for a game, but he's not going to get it long-term, but he's just one to watch. With um, Jakob Pertl out, Drew Eubanks, Jock Landale, and Thad Young all have that first crack. Now, I think Eubanks probably gets... Well, they don't have all have first crack because only one can be first. I think Eubanks becomes the starter, and he's worth a stream. Landale is a deeper league at, and I would consider Thad in a 12-teamer. They could go with Eubanks and Thad as their center rotation. They could go with Landale and Thad. They could run all three. I don't know how it's going to work. It's going to be really instructive today to see how Popovich runs that center rotation, but I'd prioritize Eubanks, Young, and then Landale. Landale more for deeper leagues. And then in Cleveland, with Okoro and Markinen out, I think the Discman's back. C.D. Osman. Chetty is going to have an opportunity to start. He's going to have an opportunity to put up some shots. He's playing at a much better level this year. I'm not saying that he's a must-roster guy at all, but I would absolutely consider grabbing him while Markinen and Okoro and Love are all sidelined. Really big opportunity. And in deeper leagues, maybe you're looking at Dylan Windler, maybe even, holy shit, the hammer Denzel Valentine. Could he perhaps be a deeper league guy? That would be an interesting scenario. All right, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. On YouTube, give me a thumbs up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.